Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. So, sorry if there's some clanging going on behind me. Stefan's making some sort of Indian food dish. It is delicious. There was some sort of clanging last week, and I'm like, what is he? what's he doing? <laughs> Probably cooking dinner. Yeah. So, if there's clanking in my videos, real sorry. It's I the can't, blue cooking dinner. Yeah, the problem is I can't hear it, like, right now, just through the thing. It's, yeah. I can't hear it until you send me your audio. <laughs> My mic is real sensitive. Mm-hmm. Check, check. Check, check. <laughs> Anyways, how are you? Um, My arms are noodly. <laughs> I went to... Yeah? Well, I went to the grocery store after work because it's Cinco de Mayo on Tuesday. And Woo! I don't celebrate that, like, ever. I don't think I've ever once celebrated it, but this is the one time that I will have a day off on, like, a party holiday, and I can't go anywhere. So I'm going to make salsa and drink I got tequila. <laughs> so that's what yes. I'm doing Tuesday. Love that. But I also got, like, snacky foods. Like, I got hummus and bell peppers and stuff. My basket started getting heavy, and then there's only, like, two lanes open <laughs> because of all the distancing. So, my arms stopped working for a minute. <laughs> Real tired. Yeah. Hey, it's workout. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I do not have to. Like, I was, I don't know, filling up the ice tray after I got home. Because I had to carry everything up the stairs. <laughs> I'm like shaking. <laughs> Water spilling everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, we went to the grocery store yesterday and, like, did a big, huge chopping trip. It was way more expensive than I thought it would be because we've been going somewhere we don't normally yeah. go just because... So was mine. It's up in the hills. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and away from people. Yeah. Um, except for yesterday, people were not social distancing at all. Every... I was <laughs> shocked. Every person... I was the only person going the right way down the aisles. Yes. Thank you. Same. Every person was going the wrong way. I'm like, what is the point? This woman was doing Instacart, right? And like, we were both in the aisle with like the granola bars and cereal and stuff. And she was looking for the chewy bars. And there's this kid who's also doing some sort of Instacart something, but it wasn't Instacart. It was a different company. (laughs) And he's like standing, just like walking back and forth, leaning on the shelves, like, facetiming a friend i'm like what the fuck are you doing get out of the way go sit in your car (laughs) like go home i know first of all i mean he was you know working he was gig working yeah so he's just like chilling in the aisle leaning on the shelves on the phone i'm like what the fuck are you doing i don't care about this conversation get out of the way and so this woman she's like i can't find these anywhere do you are you familiar with this store i'm like um i mean i don't work here but i work in the plaza so what are you looking for i'm here a lot and she's like i'm I'm looking for these chewy bars do you have any idea where they would be and i'm like oh they're right there in front of that guy she's she's like oh okay and so she goes over there and she's she turns around she like pulls down her mask and she mouths oh my god i'm like yeah i like like smiled at her and she's like thank you so much i just couldn't see them i'm like no problem <laughs> that's funny yeah. completely disregard all safety just to be like wow like wow what a dick right yeah it's great that's pretty funny yeah <laughs> i found that it was worse yesterday in the produce section i'm not sure why but people were flying everywhere there was one guy who was literally running from like the fruits and veggies back to his cart he like left his cart in one spot and was like 
running back and forth everywhere. I'm like, just take your cart with you, bro. It would reduce your trips and also reduce the spread if you have anything. Yeah. Like one one single line instead of like 50 all over the place, please. Yeah. That's annoying. Deep breaths. <laughs> I get it, though. Like people deal with it their own ways, but. But it's still annoying. Logic will be sensical. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, how does it work? So we are going back to our normal hours, but we are changing our normal hours. Normally we're open until 8 during the week. Now we're open until 7, as long as we don't get too many negative reviews about it. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Minus the cut hours. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to come out okay? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still doing Saturday and Sunday, so there's like just a couple hours during the week, but... That's true. And someone... Okay. <laughs> she was so mad at me that I wouldn't take her cash. Whoa. Like... Oh, like, angry. Like, she might as well have hexed me when she walked out of the store. Okay. So, she, I, like, she pulls out her wallet, and I'm like, okay, we're not actually accepting cash right now, because they always try to hand me money. And I'm like, I've moved the sign from the computer to the counter where you have to look. I don't know what else I can possibly do besides tell you when you walk in, we're not accepting cash. Right? Yeah, so I told her that we're not accepting cash. And she just stared at me and I'm like, do you have like a card you can pay with? Because we do have a system just in case they don't have a card. Like we, like, I can make it happen. But if you have yeah. a card, just fucking use it. So much easier. No kidding. Because otherwise it's basically an IOU and I just put your phone number in the system and they'll call you when we're <laughs> taking cash. Okay. And she's like, I'm not happy about this. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So she's like, I don't believe in using cards. I believe in using cash. So I'm going to have to find another cleaner who will take my cash. And I'm like, yeah, you can. That's, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I'm like, yeah, that's understandable. She's like, and the next time before I come in. Okay, this is not a person I have ever seen before. And like, she's not one of the regulars. Like, this is the first time she's been in when I'm working in the year that I've been there. I've never seen her before. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't... So she's a regular irregular. Yeah. So <laughs> she's like, I'm, I'm going to call next time before I bring stuff in, and I'm going to find someone who will take my cash. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I understand. <laughs> I'm like, do you want your receipt? <laughs> she's like, yes. I what? I'm like, okay, here you go. And she's grabbing her stuff, and she's, like, leaving the store, and she's like, and I, ho- I hope that they charge you at least 10%, because you know that they charge you each time, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm, have a good day. <laughs> get out yeah i hope uh, they charge you 10 percent. <laughs> usually it's only like three percent max i know like three or three and a half like it's never more than that <laughs> and if it is that's outrageous yeah also she had like four cards in her wallet like if you don't believe in it why do you have so many right no kidding and then another uh, woman a couple days later also oh this was actually yesterday tried to pay with cash like four people and i'm like we're actually not accepting cash right now do you have a card you can pay with I'm sorry if that sounded awful. I just bumped the table with my knee. <laughs> Didn't hear anything. <laughs> we'll find out later. So, oh, God damn it. I keep punching the table. So I tell her, I'm like, yeah, we're not accepting cash right now. And she just laughs like hysterically. It's the funniest thing she's ever heard. <laughs> she's like, that's new. Is it because of the germs? And I'm like, okay, well, it's more than it's not germs it's the virus it's, a vi- yes, it's, not, it it's more than germs but yes absolutely that's why <laughs> she, she's like you know people are getting it's just getting out of control i had cancer seven years ago and i mean it's just what you believe i guess and i'm like well just because you don't believe in covid doesn't mean it won't get you 
<laughs> like, just because you are incapable of understanding science doesn't believe there's not truth to it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sorry you don't understand or don't believe in it. That's not my problem. The fact is, this is the way the world is, mm-hmm. and the way we're going to have to live for a while. Yeah. She had a mask in her hand, wasn't wearing it. She was holding it. I'm like, what's the point? Now you're just waving it around in possibly contaminated air if you're not using it. <laughs> and then she grabs her stuff, and... Uh, it's a dry cleaner, so, you know, it has the hangers, and then there's, like, the plastic over it, so it doesn't get dirty. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, is it, is it okay to take the plastic, or should I throw it away in here? I don't want to put it in my car if it's, like, contaminated. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You just thought it was ridiculous that I wouldn't take your money. Okay, so I went to Fred Meyer this morning, mm-hmm. and I was there to get three things. Raspberry-filled Franz donuts, yeah. cream cheese, and... Hot dog buns. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a party. <laughs> right? <laughs> All the good things. Breakfast of champs. So I get there and I'm standing in the self-checkout line. There's the lady who's manning self-checkout and she's standing there chatting with someone who's using the machine in the far corner. Yeah. Like opposite her station. Well, she's like literally like laughing and giggling and put her, putting her hand on his shoulder and like, ha 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 ha, which is like fine, right? But like... She missed the three people that left, so she didn't wipe down the machines. Mm-hmm. And so I was the next person in line. I wasn't going to go because, first of all, that's what she's supposed to be doing right now. Yeah. Second of all, I know that because there are signs on the machine that say, don't spray product directly on the machine. Please spray the, the towel and then wipe the machine. Yeah. So I know they're supposed to be cleaning them. Also, every other store I've been to since we've been in, under the stay-at-home order has cleaned the machines after every use. Like, every single one I've been to. So I'm, I know it's a thing. <laughs> To be honest with you, I didn't care if she did it or if I did it. I just wanted it to be done, right? Yeah. I wanted her to, like, acknowledge me. So, like, I stood there for a second, and there were, like, two or three people behind me. And we all kind of just kind of, like, looked at each other, like, okay, well, we'll just wait here, I guess. <laughs> and pretty soon she, like, weighs me over to a machine. I'm like, uh, I don't I don't know that that's been clean yet. Can I grab something to clean it with? And she looks at me, like, with this death glare, and she goes, ah, sure, one second. <laughs> and, like... Drops her arms down to her side, wa- like storms over to her little kiosk, sprays two paper towels. I go, oh, she like walks over to my machine. I go, you don't have to do it. I go, I, I don't mind doing it. And she like looks at me and just like sets it on the scale and walks away. I'm like, thanks, lady. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I didn't expect her to do it. I just wanted it done to be done <laughs> yeah. because this is the world we live in right now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. My thinking was she's fairly new there and just based off yeah so i wasn't like real mad i was just mad at her reaction <laughs> yeah yeah we Not have about like people in the world yeah <laughs> covid on my end at least the safeway that i go to uh, by my work they just have like reynolds cling wrap on everything or like the like the press and seal wrap <laughs> You know? Okay. So it's not like saran wrap. It's like the textured one. (laughs) So they just have that like on all the card readers. And it's like shoved up in where the card goes and everything. I don't know how they did it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Good job, guys. Right? I'm like, whatever works. (laughs) But yeah, we have like a giant tub of Purell wipes. So I just use that on like the card reader at work. But it, it just has you sign the receipt. So you don't actually have to touch the machine at all, really. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Our grocery stores are here, uh, have put up like plexiglass things in front of mm-hmm. their stands. Yeah. Uh, and, but they don't really have anything like on the card machines. But they do have hand sanitizer available for uh, baggers and for the customers like right there. So that's nice and convenient. Yeah. And then we have hand sanitizer in our car, too. The only place I've seen that is Trader Joe's. Like, when I was walking in 
there was someone at the door wiping down baskets and then another guy asking if he wanted a spritz of hand sanitizer and i'm like sure that's awesome yeah fancy yeah it was weird i'm like why not (laughs) so at my work i think uh one or two people might start coming back next week one of the people brought their chairs in Mm. so my assumption is that they'll be back not sure yeah which i don't mind like business has to operate yeah so i just hope that it's at a we reintroduce people at a gradual rate Mm -hmm. anyways this last week was emotional as hell for me aside from work there was a health scare with my sister turned out She's okay for now. And then uh, that same day, I had to take a headshot for graduation to upload that night by midnight to use for a virtual graduation. And I was just, like, feeling ugly. And I was, like, fat and bloated because I was on my period. And I was just, like, oh, not having it. I literally cried for, like, three hours. That was terrible. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. And then emotional in other ways because I'm, like, trying to ignore all the crappy people on social media and trying to filter through the fake news. It's it's just exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) At the end of the week, I am just tired. People are inviting me to, like, come walk, like, socially distance walk with them. And I'm like, that sounds fabulous. But, you know, I'm just real tired. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to stay home like we're supposed to. (laughs) Yeah. Other than that, life's good. Can't complain. Ooh, I got my stimulus check finally. Oh, nice. Oh, oh, <laughs> I have a story. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for saying that because I, okay. So I, uh, Jolene texted me and said I had a letter from the IRS and I'm like, great. Did they send my taxes back like they do every time because I missed a signature? Probably. So I went over and I got it. Right. But didn't you get your refund already? No. I got my stimulus check. Okay. No, I refund. <laughs> but okay. I, went, I went over and I got the letter I open it and it's like, hey, we deposited your stimulus check. And I'm like, I drove all the way over here for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the worst. Stefan got the same letter this week. God I'll probably get in like a week or two. Yeah. Cool. So glad I drove to the other end of the valley for that. Right. So the American Eagle jeans I've been waiting on yeah. finally arrived. And I, I have another them. story. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But the romper that I ordered with it got canceled and I got refunded for it. And I'm real sad because that's what I wanted to wear on graduation day. Oh, no. Yeah. So <laughs> I went and spent lots of money instead because I got my stimulus check. <laughs> uh, who was, was it Torrid? No, it was Hot Topic was doing a buy two, get one free. Yeah. And so I got a jacket, a sweater, and a sweater dress, or a t-shirt dress. Yeah. And then I went and bought myself some Doc Martens mm-hmm. for the first time. I'm really excited. They're a soft leather, so I'm hoping that they break in easier. Someone said the first day that she bought them, like one of the reviews, uh, that this person wore them for like six hours and didn't end up with a blister, which is almost unheard of for Doc Martens. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> hopeful. Yeah. I do kind of have fancy feet, though, so we'll see. <laughs> and then what else did I buy? Oh, I bought a Dylan Francis. Francis. <laughs> Dylan Francis Fuck 2020 sweatshirt. Oh, so. How on brand of you. Right. <laughs> he had a uh, Fuck 2018 sweater a while back. But I didn't buy that one. Mm. But I did opt in for the fuck 2020 because it's real sad this year. Yeah. Real sad this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Felt this was a, a good purchase. Yeah. So there's those. Oh, what else did I buy? I feel like I bought something else, too. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm still waiting on, like, two other purchases that I purchased a while back. So whenever they come in, they come in. At this point, I've kind of lost track of all the <laughs> things that I bought. And when they come in, I'll just be real surprised. Yeah. I'm waiting <laughs> like on Christmas. one that shipped... On the first, and when I check on it, it's like estimated delivery nineteenth or twentieth, and I'm like, "Fuck you! Why is it taking twenty days? Where's it coming from? Like Virginia or something is where it normally comes from, 
but 20 days? <laughs> That's so long. Are they like getting it here by bicycle? <laughs> right? <laughs> Are they walking it here? <laughs> right? Like, good lord. <laughs> uh, so I'm waiting on that one. I, oh, that one. Okay. I told you that shampoo brush that I ordered from Walmart. Yes. That was gonna, they like got lost, but delayed somewhere in between them saying it's ready to ship and UPS or USPS. It got <laughs> delayed somewhere in between there. Yes. It got here yesterday. And when I opened it, it was not a shampoo brush. It was like a purple teddy. <laughs> a purple teddy bear? No, like lingerie teddy. Oh. <laughs> it has my name on it. So I don't know who has my shampoo brush. <laughs> Weird. That's not what they were expecting, I'm sure. No. (laughs) Sorry about it. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. So I uh, am going to go to Walmart and have them print out my return slip (laughs) so I can return it because I'd rather have the $11. (laughs) Right. And then I went on ThreadUp yesterday and I ordered three pairs of work pants because I needed more work pants. That's right, because they were all ripped. Yeah, I don't know how to change my home warehouse. (laughs) Because you can turn it on, like, you can turn on in the, like, filters. You can turn on my home warehouse because it's going to be a little bit cheaper and also it's going to take less time to get to you. I don't know how to change mine because it thinks I live in Illinois or near enough Illinois that my home warehouse is not Phoenix. That is weird. Yeah. Super weird. Yeah, I have no idea. Did you at one point set your home as like Chicago or something? No, I've never used ThreadUp before. Weird. Yeah. (laughs) Technology is weird things. Yeah, I have no idea. They only have like four warehouses that I've noticed. Like the things that I look at are either in Phoenix, Vernon Hills, Duluth, Georgia, or somewhere in Pennsylvania, I think. But like nowhere that I would have lived would have been closer than Phoenix. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why. But one of them shipped today. I don't know why either. Well, that's exciting. (laughs) Yeah. At least it's on its way. Probably the one from Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> the one that will be here in like two days. Yeah, hopefully. But <laughs> apparently tomorrow. I saved like $167 and I'm like, fuck did I buy that it would have cost that retail. Right. I think one. Unless it was like a discount on everything. Well, there is. Right now they're doing a discount if you, it's like 30, 40 and 50% off. So well, that's if you're big. in the market for anything, really <laughs> go check out ThreadUp. <laughs> It'll be cheap. I actually never used it before, so. They'll also include a return shipping label in case you want to return something, but it's like nine bucks. I'm like, I'll just pay the return shipping if I hate my three pairs of tan work pants. Right. Should we get started? Well. (laughs) Oh, wait. That conversation yesterday. Yes. So please enlighten me about how that went. Okay. I'm not going to use names or pronouns other than they. This person is going to be called they. Perfect. So I was at work yesterday and I called Nicole because I was very confused about a Facebook message I had received from someone we went to high school with, who I was not friends with. We'll put it kindly and say we were were not friends. We did get along more in high school, but I think that has something to do with who one of my friends was dating. That's a whole different thing. That and maturation, I think. Well, that and also we just kind of ended up sitting next to each other in a lot of classes and they realized that we watch like the same shows and listen to the same music. So who cares? Right. Anyway, they messaged me on Facebook and said, hey, I have a super weird question for you. No, I'm not trying to sell you anything. End of message. And I'm like, what's the question? And then there was nothing. Like nothing. nothing. No fault. I'm like, what's? 
the question. So I just just say it. Like, Nicole, we're, we're adults here. I called Nicole and I'm like, Nicole, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm very confused. So we decided that I would message back. And I said, sure, what's up? Simple. <laughs> and, Plain and simple. And they said, in your honest opinion, honest, all caps, by the way, in your honest opinion, was I stuck up in high school, LOL. <laughs> I'm like, this is entrapment, dude. <laughs> and that is, I like suggested something and that is all I know. Oh, so God. <laughs> was there more to that? Well, not much. I didn't message anything yesterday because I had to think about it a lot because I'm like, what do I say? I don't know what to say. Can I read my suggestion? Yes. Okay. (laughs) My suggestion was for Emily to tell this person in response to the honest opinion question. I don't know. I didn't really hang out with you enough to form that opinion. Emily said she did have an opinion, but she never described this person as stuck up. I said, exactly, which is why it's acceptable to say that you don't know this person enough to form that opinion. So... (laughs) I don't know what was said after that. Okay. I I went with a variation of that answer, which was a little more truthful than saying, I didn't know you well enough because we went to a very small school and it's impossible not to have opinions about literally everyone who you went to school with at that point. That's true. I was only there half time. Exactly. So So I I said- I guess it's valid for me. I've never described you as stuck up. No. (laughs) So, (laughs) and then nothing. I got no response, but it just felt like- Okay, you know those prompts that go around that are like, text your mom and say that you're getting married or something, and then post the response in the comments. <laughs> you know, oh, those stupid yeah. ones. It felt like a, I'm going to use the word bully, <laughs> because this is what the prompt would say, but it's not necessarily appropriate in this context. So the prompt would say, message someone you bullied in high school and see what they really thought about you or some shit like that, right? And then post the comment. Like, it would be some sort... The LOL changes the tone so much. It does. Like, I don't um, know. I <sighs> I think, honestly, though, it was probably self-reflection. It seems like... And this the- person just... I know that I catch myself sometimes using LOL as just, like, a habitual something that yeah. I type. And I'm like, ah, oh, why did I even type that? Like, that was not appropriate there. Yeah. But it's already sent, so what do you do? Exactly. That's the... <laughs> That is the kind of question that you would expect from someone, like, 10 years after you graduated high school. But, yeah, I don't know. I haven't gotten a response, so I guess we'll see if I they know listen. Because <laughs> that was a thought that we had also, was, yeah. are they asking about the show? What's happening? Right? Like, <laughs> we have to respond because, <laughs> because we're now, that's something we have to do. Yeah. But. <laughs> so, okay. it felt strange to be, like, the target of that question, though. Yeah. I also, I feel like that. my reaction to being asked that says a lot more than any response I could come up with would. Yeah. Like, if I feel I'm being set up for something, that probably tells you a lot. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and I could totally see where that would come from, mm-hmm. which is sad. My only hope is that this person has was doing some real self-reflection and that they take that answer and... yeah. I mean, I would be happy to, like, sit down and talk about it, but I don't go back to Washington, like, ever, so. Right. Zoom's a thing. You can Zoom. Skype. We're using Skype. We are using yeah. Skype. Very poorly, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Only because... Only because my sucks. goddamn internet. I'm gonna have to have Kelsey call again, because now the, both of the internet lights are just gone. <laughs> That's so odd. Yeah. So who goes first this week? You do. Okay. <laughs> 
my topic this week is donuts. Yes. <laughs> I love donuts. <laughs> Me too. I'm so, so stoked about this topic. Me? And I actually didn't know where they came from. Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> if heaven exists, that's probably where they came from. True. Um, okay. So the original spelling of donut is D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T. Makes sense. Donut, D-O-N-U-T, is a shortened Americanized version of the word. Also makes sense. <laughs> yes. So, in case some of our listen- listeners have never had a donut before, which <laughs> would be absolutely tragic, yeah. a donut is a uh, fried dough served as a sweet snack, and they're popular all over the world, so that would be is why I would be so heartbroken if you had never had one. Every culture has some sort of fried sweet bread or sweet dough, at least every region of the world, so... It would be very surprising to me if someone had never had a donut before. Yeah. So the American donut has a past that involves Dutch immigrants, Russian exiles, and French bakers. To me, that really defines America. So to me, a donut is something that's truly like an American treat. (laughs) Side note, donuts were on that list of baked, like, desserts (laughs) that I talked about last week, but they're an American... Breakfast food in America, so I did not include them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but are they a real breakfast food, though? Yeah, they were in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I eat them all the time. Like, there doesn't matter what time of day. I'll eat it in the afternoon as a snack or at, like... No, I mean, I'm pretty... I live in Portland, though, so it's super easy and available to get them 24-7 here. Yeah. I, just, I will talk about that later. I just found out that there's a place that has vegan donuts around here. Anyway, continue. Ooh, that's exciting. Yeah. Because I don't have voodoo anymore. I found that I actually like vegan donuts just because they're a little bit more moist than regular donuts. Mm-hmm. And I like moist cake donuts. Yeah. So. Because you got to replace the egg with something. Right? Okay. So the American donut came to Manhattan. Back then it was called New Amsterdam under the Dutch name Olikek. <laughs> spelled O-L-Y-K-O-E-K-X. Hmm. Probably not pronouncing that right. It but ends that's with my an best X? Guess. S. Oh, Okay. Yeah, K-S. <laughs> I heard X and I'm like, <laughs> I'm exotic. Oh, no. O-L-Y-K-O-E-K-S. Okay. And the, it translates literally to oily cakes. Hmm. Yum. Yeah. <laughs> right? Unappetizing. In fact, the article I read described it as such. Yeah. In mid-19th century, Elizabeth Gregory, a ship captain's mother, made delicious deep fried dough with her son's cargo of spices, which included cinnamon nutmeg, along with lemon rind. Some historians claim she made it so her son, Hanson Gregory, could store a pastry on long voyages that might ward off scurvy. The hole came about when he put a hole in the middle of the donut because he needed two hands on the wheel during a storm. Rumor has it he skewered the donut on the (laughs) ship wheel. But he himself says that he used a tin can to cut the middle of the donut out and then put it on the wheel. So believe who you want. I'm going with him. Probably used a tin can. But that was the first donut hole. So that's where donut holes started. That's because why we have he wanted to slide the donut onto the ship steerer. Yeah, because he needed two hands in a storm. So dumb. Your donut's like, going to get bite it. so wet. Oh, yeah. Well, like, I think maybe he had like... It's a storm. No, I guess back then they probably... <laughs> Yeah, back then they didn't have covered ship wheels. No. Not like they do today. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> so the donut has ties to the world to World War One because it was popularized uh, during that era when American soldiers in the trenches of France were served millions of donuts by French women hoping to give the soldiers a taste of home. I thought that was interesting. The first donut machine was made in 1920 in New York City. 
by Adolf Levitt, who was an entrepreneurial man from Russia. He sold donuts out of his shop and needed to make donuts faster than he currently could. So he made a machine that would make them. By 1931, 1931, okay, <laughs> Levitt was making $25 million a year delivering machines across the country. $25 million in 1931 yeah, was a lot, lot of, of freaking money. That's a lot of money today. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's like a genius. In the late 1950s, Krispy Kreme had adopted the business model or the machine model and had 29 store factories in 12 states. They were producing 75 dozen donuts per hour, which comes out to about 900 donuts. That's a lot of donuts. Fun fact, new machines make 800 dozen donuts per hour, which comes out to 9,600 donuts per hour. That's a lot of donuts. 10,000 donuts an hour. (laughs) Total, the U.S. consumes about 10 billion donuts. 1.1 1.1 billion by Krispy Kreme alone. That's insane. People love Krispy Kreme. See, I don't. I mean, I have no problem with Krispy Kreme. I'll eat a Krispy Kreme. I, I don't like them hot. I don't like them cold. I just <laughs> don't like them. I don't I don't know why. Me either. It's just a glaze. I know. I don't know. It's weird. I think it's actually the, the, the dough that they use. It's really, really light. And so I feel like I'm eating nothing. <laughs> and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, which is why earlier I said I like the moist, vegan, dense donuts. Yeah. An average donut contains about 300 calories, which mainly comes from fat and sugar content because mm-hmm. dough isn't very <laughs> dense usually. Yeah. My f- overall, my favorite donuts are the buttermilk bar, plain old fashioned, and some sort of custard filled donut. <laughs> Do you have your favorite donuts? I have like brand specific donuts. So, like I have my favorite voodoo donuts and stuff. Yes. And then, I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, and then I, I, I mean, an apple fritter is good no matter what, basically. Agreed. And also, I like the glazed twist one. Okay. Yeah. 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 I don't. I mean, it's just a glazed donut, but I like the twistiness. In, right. It's twisted. Also, I think there is more dough to the the ratio is different than if you just get like a round. I agree. It's a little more doughier. Yeah, because there's going to be more surface inside that doesn't get <laughs> glazed. So I like it. Yep. Okay. So speaking of donuts, I live in Portland, obviously. Portland has a lot of donut shops. In fact, I'll kind of read a list of popular donut shops. The first one is Delicious Donuts. I've actually never been there. That one's over in the Buckman neighborhood. The other one is Nola Donuts. There's one located in Northwest in the Pearl District and one down in Lake Oswego. I have not been there, but I know very trustworthy sources who have and said their donuts are fabulous. Nola Donuts like New Orleans Donuts? Yes. Okay. Obviously, Voodoo. Yeah. There's one downtown and one on the east side. We always go to the downtown one. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) Lots of action. I have been to the other one, but... I prefer the downtown one. I actually have not. I've driven by it a million times, but I've never actually been inside. I went there, I think it was the first time I went back up to visit that October after I moved to LA. Mm-hmm. We stopped it. It was just the closest one. Sesame Donuts in Raleigh Hill, which is in Lake Southwest. I have not been there, but I've had their donuts. They're pretty good. I wouldn't like say they're great, but they're pretty good. Yeah. Heavenly Donuts. We used to have one of those in Longview. I think they still do. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. know that location. But that location was always really good. Yeah. They're open, like, all the time. 24-7. Mm-hmm. The next one is Blue Star, which is one of my personal faves. And I will talk about my specific favorite donuts from there in a moment. The next one is Cocoa Donuts. They're over in the Roseway neighborhood. I've never been 
in their shop, but I have had their donuts. Uh, one of our clients gives us cocoa donuts every deadline, so we get donuts like four or five times a year from this person. Yeah. They're good. There's a few specific ones from them that I like, but I wouldn't say they're my favorite. And then there's Pips. Pips does like bite-sized donuts, and they do it to order. I'm, they're, I've had them several times. I can't get on board with them, and I don't know why. <laughs> um, I feel like they're just too basic for me and too small, and I don't know. Not my fave. Yeah. So, Voodoo. My favorites at Voodoo are their buttermilk bar. It's huge and delicious. Their Marshall Mathers, which is a cake donut. It took me too long to figure out which one that was. <laughs> okay, so Marshall Mathers uh, stands for M&M, or that's M&M's name, obviously, his real name. And Voodoo has named their donut this because they topped their cake donut with a little bit of glaze and some baby M&M's. Yeah, took me way too long. <laughs> The other one that my favorite, or is my favorite from Voodoo, is the Oh Captain, My Captain. So that's a like a raised donut with a little bit of glaze and Captain Crunch on top. It's so the wild berry Captain Crunch. It's, it's so delicious. Good. Love those. Love those ones. Yeah. So yeah, I think those are my three from from Voodoo. Yeah. What are your faves? Well, before you could eat vegan, or before you ate vegan, yeah. what were your when favorites I could Voodoo? have my pick of the menu? My favorite is the Mango Tango. <laughs> yeah, it is a that one's good jelly donut, but. It is mango jelly, and it has the glaze on top, or the frosting on top, and then uh, it's dusted with tang powder, <laughs> like the drink. <laughs> the so, drink it is so good. Uh, it actually there is There is a just plain, like, no jelly. It's just the round donut that's called the orangutan, which is the just the tang powder without the jelly filling. My favorite is the, I don't know what it's called. Is it the Diablos Rex? The, it's a peanut butter and jelly with like Rice Krispies on top. Or not peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> peanut butter and chocolate with like Rice Krispies oh, on top. Oh, with the Rice Krispies. Yeah. Rice Krispies or Cocoa Puffs? I think it's Rice Krispies. Oh, I have not had that one. It's really good. It's one of the vegan ones. Okay. I'll have to try it. Yeah, I like it. When they opened their Universal location, they mm-hmm. changed some of the names because it had to be a family-friendly store. So yeah. the gay bar is no longer called the gay bar. Oh. Yeah. It's the Pride Bar or something. I'm like, that's stupid. That's not a pun at all. No, it's called the Gay Bar for a reason. Yeah. Get with it. So, Voodoo has a lot of locations now. They have, they have one in locations. Thailand. What? Yeah. That was not on their website. Yeah, they have one in Thailand. <laughs> they used to. What in the hell? Yeah. That is, that. Was, yeah, that was not on their website. That's wild. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, they have two locations in Portland, one in Eugene, Oregon, mm-hmm. one in Denver, Colorado, one in Houston and Austin, Texas, one in each location there, one in Hollywood, and one in Orlando, both at Universal Orlando and Universal Hollywood okay. Rocks. I'm going to clear that up a little bit. It's not Hollywood. It's Universal Studios Hollywood, but it's in Burbank. So if you okay. go to Hollywood, you're not going to find Voodoo Donuts. <laughs> Just a heads up. You'll find no, Trejo's it? Donuts, which is Danny Trejo's donut shop. But <laughs> Cool. Yeah. So my other favorite Portland uh, donut shop is Blue Star. Have I taken you there? No. Okay. I should. We went to that Eden place, I think. Yes. Yeah. Not Garden of Eden. No. What is something with Eden? Um, straight. Back to Eden? <laughs> yeah. I think it's back like to Eden that. Bakery. Anyways. Yeah. That was over on Alberta. That place is so good. Mm-hmm. We should go back there when you come home. Yeah. Blue Star... My favorites there are rosemary, raspberry, buttermilk, which is a buttermilk cake donut with raspberry, rosemary glaze, and it is delicious. 
I have to look the next one up. It's called the Velrona Chocolate Crunch. It sounds good. It is good. I need it. And it is a brioche yeast shell with creamy vanilla custard dipped in French dark chocolate ganache with crispy pearls of toasted puffed rice coated in premium dark chocolate. Yum. Yes, it is real good. Probably one of my like all-time favorite donuts ever. And then my third favorite donut from there is the Cointreau Creme Brulee Donut. Also sounds good. Which looks... It does. I don't know if you can see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crispy. It's an injectable donut. Oh, nice. <laughs> it is a brioche shell filled with thick vanilla custard and then torched by hand to create a crisp, smoky candy shell. And the pipette on top is filled with Cointreau orange liqueur. Ooh. Yes. Which you can Hell squeeze yeah. into your donut. Yeah. It's real good, dude. Just do me a shot of Cointreau and then eat the donut. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, so those are my faves. I really, really like custard donuts. That's my favorite donut filling is the custard. I have to be in the mood for it. It's a lot. I like it. I like it more than I like Bavarian cream or like jelly. Just because like custard is a little more like dense, but it's also for me a little bit less sugary. Yeah. More cream, less sugar. And I think that I like that more. Anyways, Mm -hmm. that's all I have to say about donuts. Hmm. They're just real good. Yeah, they are. I like them. Yeah. I cannot wait till the donut shop opens up again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the place uh, around here, Alien Donuts, that has the vegan donuts, is only open on the weekends. <laughs> Not normally, but, like, right now, it's only, like, I think Saturday and Sunday. Maybe Friday, but either way, I'm at work, so. Are you ready for my first thing? Yes. Okay, my first topic. Your girl is back, and we're going to talk about her. Okay. Fiona Apple's new album, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. Oh, It's so yes. good. Okay. I sent you I had, two songs. It's so good. <laughs> you did. I listened to the first one you sent. The first one I sent was, was Under the Table. The second yes, was Ladies. And that one, Under the Table, is my fave. It's so good. My fave. I love that it's a little bit chanty. Yeah. I love that she like has some soul yeah. and she also very much has some backbone. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to give you a little insight. I did not know who she was until this last week. Like I'd heard of her name, yeah. but I didn't like really know like who she was or what she stood for. But goddamn. Mm-hmm. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I now know who Fiona Apple is and I am real happy you introduced me to yes, her. Yes. 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 Okay. We're j- okay. We're just talking about Fetch the Bolt Cutters, which is her newest album. We're not talking. We can go into a Fiona Apple deep dive later if we want, but we're just talking about the newest album. album. Because it's timely, because it came out on the 17th. This is the first album she has released in eight years. Wow. Yeah. She's been gone for a while. I can tell because there's a lot of like pent up like, (laughs) well, fire in her bones. Done a lot of growing. She's gotten sober in the last like two years. That's amazing. Yeah. She also, okay, she has three band members. Amy Eileen Wood is the drummer. Sebastian Steinberg is, I don't actually know. I don't know who the, <laughs> I don't know what the dudes play, but Sebastian Steinberg and David Garza are her other two band members. She recorded the entire album in her house. In her own personal home. In her own personal home in Venice, California. That is kick-ass. I love that. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> truth be told, I have several favorite artists that have all recorded albums at home that are my favorite albums of theirs. Mm-hmm. So I think people like find their most creative selves at home in their safe place and i love it when they release albums from home yes well she okay i well i read two vulture articles they have like at least four with her just based off of this album alone dang Um, but i read the interview that she did and then i read her like breaking down what each song means 
and I'll talk mm-hmm. about the, uh, a couple of those. That I'm not going to talk about all, what is it, 12 or 13? I'm not going to talk about all of them because that would be insane. But I have notes on my favorite four. But she did say in the interview that uh, when she moved into the house, it, she felt like it didn't want her to leave. So she decided to give it what it wanted and just set up a studio there. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> okay. She re- she recorded all of it at home. A lot of it was also like it's her and her friend Zelda and her dog Mercy lived there right? The band doesn't live there. <laughs> so a lot of times she would be like, oh, I would love to record something. And she would just like hit record and then not know what she was gonna, like, she didn't have it planned. She was like, oh shit, I have to do something now. <laughs> Which is why there are things like in one of the songs, she's drumming on a chair. She's not drumming on drums. She's just drumming on a chair. Also, she doesn't play drums. <laughs> but she was like, yeah, that works. <laughs> she put it in the song. And then Amy came in and like actually played the drums, but chair drum made final cut. So this album was actually supposed to come out in October, but okay. once all of this started happening, she was like, no, we need to, we need to move it up. <laughs> like people are trapped in their homes. Sometimes they're with people they can't stand anymore <laughs> and they can't leave. So mm-hmm. just send out a little bit of a Give distraction maybe. The record label was like, well, you can't just do that. Because you have to go do press. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Going to do what I want. Yeah, Sorry. She, she said that she was not interested in asking to be invited. So if someone wants to do an interview with her, they know who to talk to. But she's not going to call around and ask to go on a bunch of shows and do, do a bunch of interviews. <laughs> <laughs> she, she doesn't want to do it. That's badass. Uh, and people need distractions right now. So she got them to release it early and good for her obviously i mean she'll go on a tour once it's safe to do so but right now they haven't even rehearsed like they can't the band can't rehearse she can't go do appearances right so she's like i'm not gonna it's been eight years i'm not gonna go do a shitty job on tv just because i have a new album out right like i want to do it the right way yeah exactly that's awesome good for her yeah so there was a new yorker article that said that the album was about not being afraid to speak and she's like it's more than that. In her words, clearly, it is about breaking out of whatever prison you've allowed yourself to live in, whether you built it yourself or someone else built it and you just accepted it, which is a theme that's reflected in a lot of the songs on this album. Yes. The two I listen to. Absolutely. Yes. yes. I love them. Okay. So they're good. We're going to talk a little bit about my four favorite songs from this album under the table is the first one i sent you yes. what are your thoughts on under my, the table dude my fucking favorite okay yeah i'm literally like sitting over here like moving around oh i know right i now. have it in my head <laughs> it's kick me under the table all you want i won't shut up i won't shut up right yes that's the chorus okay i love it so the song begins with a little intro that i'm not going to get into but okay verse one i told you i didn't want to go to this dinner you know i don't go for those ones that you bother about so when they say something that makes me start to simmer that fancy wine won't put this fire out and the chorus kick me under the table all you want i won't shut up i won't shut up this was apparently based on a real situation (laughs) she was with someone and they were like we were invited to this like we have to go and she's like, I'm not interested in going to some fancy dinner and trying to impress people. But she like, went. I want to go to that. And then someone was saying some like insensitive things and she called them out. And then everyone was mad at her because oh. it was not an appropriate time to call someone out. And she's like, 
I don't care. I don't want to be here anyway. Right? Like, did I just invite myself? Cool. Didn't want to be here. Thanks. Exactly. And also, the lines, I'd like to buy you a pair of pillow-soled hiking boots to help you with your climb, or rather to help the bodies that you step over along your route so they won't hurt like mine, is the second verse. And the same people that were at that dinner. She knows when someone's using her to get ahead. <laughs> like, I see right? what you're doing. Let me help you. And then get just go away like, like here <laughs> like here i'll fucking do, I, like i'll give you what you want exactly like you're not being sneaky i know exactly what's going on also i don't want to be here you can't shut me up i don't right? care like, what you think so it doesn't really matter i love it yeah she's great and i love it really like that one a lot on to ladies also another good one it's so good i love ladies Okay, my favorite few lines from ladies. Take it easy when he leaves me, please be my guest to whatever I might have left in his kitchen cupboards in the back of his bathroom cabinets. And oh yes, oh yes, oh yes, there's a dress in the closet. Don't get rid of it. You'd look good in it. I didn't fit in it. It was never mine. It belonged to the ex-wife of another ex of mine. She left it behind with a note. One line, it said, I don't know if I'm coming across, but I'm really trying. She was very kind. And that one's mostly just about, hey, we don't have to hate each other. Just because this man is trying to pit us against each other. (laughs) Like, we can still be friends. Yeah, we can still be friends. We can look out for each other. Men don't have to control the message. So you were kind of around when I went into a similar situation with that, actually. Her and I are still friends, by the way. Oh. I messaged her the other day. I saw something on Facebook, uh, which is a very fitting episode. But I saw a shirt the other day that I need to show this to her because she loves her dogs. So I sent her that and was like, love and miss you. And we just connected for a moment. And, like, I feel like that's the essence of this song. Like, we were never really, like, super close. But we had, like, crossed paths even though psychopathic crazy tried to, like, ruin our friendship. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So she has a story about her grandmother who was married to her grandfather. They had at least one kid, her mom. And he had an affair with another woman. The grandparents got divorced and he ended up marrying the mistress. And they... Mm -hmm spent the rest of their lives together and had a family and they just ended up with the wrong person first, you know? That's okay. Yeah. And her grandmother apparently always hated that other woman. And she's like, he, she thought she didn't cheat on you. He cheated on you. Be mad at the right person. Right. No <laughs> Which kidding. is a touchy subject. I know. But talking about this specific situation, like she fell, like she be... fell in love with some guy. He's the one who had other obligations. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent agree with that. Yes. So (laughs) to be honest, I don't know that that's a touchy situation. It is what it is. Like, yeah, we'll talk about that another day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So my third favorite song on the album is Heavy Balloon. It is about depression. She was really moved (laughs) by the way that an ex-boyfriend's father would talk about depression. And the chorus of that is I spread like strawberries, I climb like peas and beans. (laughs) And it's like, in her words, I'm all right, it's okay, don't worry about me. I'm like strawberries, I'm going to spread myself out and take over this whole garden. Like, I'll be okay right now, it's just heavy. Mm Mm-hmm, that fits. Yeah. And the last one is For Her, which is, it starts off super, like, happy and bouncy and talks about, like, chickens and foxes and stuff. And then... After the first chorus, it gets really dark. And she says, good morning, good morning. You raped me in the same bed your daughter was born in. Mm. So it gets real serious. And it was actually written for someone that she knew who was working with. I think he was a director, but she was basically his like assistant. And he did end up assaulting her. And she was trying to 
he was apparently on substances and didn't realize that that had ever happened. And he didn't know that she was her. So she spent a lot of her time trying to keep that information from him to protect him from himself. And it really messed her up. And she's like, I need to put some information in this so that he knows that she knows, but without being like too specific. And obviously it's kind of dark to use the word rape in a song. But it's necessary sometimes. Exactly. And she said, even though I felt like, wow, it's it's just a clunky thing to put in the middle of a song, I also feel it'll be important to the people it matters to, which is a very good point. See, I love, I, I don't know her very well yeah. because like I said, I just learned of her this week. But the more that I hear you talk about the, her and the more that I like listen to her music and read about her myself, the more I'm just like, she's in it for the right reasons. Yeah, exactly. Like, that is why she's so successful is because her music speaks. Yes. And she... Has She went to Episcopalian school, I think she said. Uh, It was some church school, like I went to. Mm -hmm. And she also was assaulted when she was 12. And the first thing she did was she went home and she prayed for him. Because that's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) Like, he's the one who did something wrong. He's the one who needs saving. And then she didn't think about it or get angry again until a couple years ago when she started to get sober and she finally started to feel all those things which had a, a big influence on some of the songs. I just really like this album and I think that it's really important and I'm glad that we have her back and I'm glad that she's doing okay. Welcome back Fiona, nice to meet you. Yeah. So the ending of that was a perfect segue into my next topic which is doggos. Mm. <laughs> yeah, dogs. I love the doggos. <laughs> okay. This comes to me because I was in a Zoom meeting this last week and someone's dog started barking and I was like, you got to show me the dog. Like, I can't not see the dog now. Yeah. And apparently that's the thing. There's like a meme going around about dogs and animals interrupting Zoom meetings. And if the animal pops up in the Zoom meeting, you have to like show it off. Yeah. I love that because I love animals. So this week I wanted to talk about dogs because they make me happy. Nice. (laughs) I grew up with them from the age of two uh, through the age of 16. Yeah. I had uh, two black labs, Sprig and Sissy. I miss them. They were just sweet little pups and they made me happy. And shortly after they passed, we got another, or we rescued another dog, little dog. Yeah. So I've never actually had my own animal. Uh, they've always been family animals. Um, so I'm really looking forward to getting a house and getting my own doggo. <laughs> but until then, all I can do is talk about them. Yeah. And which ones I would like to own in the future and why. So <sighs> this is going to be just more of a conversational topic than anything. <laughs> so my favorite dog ever is a great dane your favorite kind of dog okay yes my favorite kind of dog i love them they're so big they're like a house horse they're huge yeah my only problem with owning one of those ever would be the fact that it poops and the poops are huge and i don't want to pick that up because you'd have to do it in like two bags yeah (laughs) their poos take up poo like huge bag poos like do i need xl poo bags like is that a thing yeah do they make xl poo bags (laughs) probably i don't see why they wouldn't (laughs) (laughs) i hope so (laughs) by the time i own a dog hopefully i have a backyard so maybe i'll just send it outside to let it go poop and (laughs) get a pooper scooper for it yeah and not ever have to actually touch it with my hands yeah (laughs) that would be nice (laughs) (laughs) that would be nice do you have a favorite type of dog (sighs) okay I did not grow up with dogs. We were cat people. <laughs> okay. I like a pit bull. Okay. Which seems like an extreme when you're a cat person, but I like a pit bull. I mean, it fits you. I'm not huge on small dogs. Okay. We didn't have our own dogs, but when we moved to Washington, our neighbors had a big white wolf dog named Logan, and he basically came to live with us once we moved in. <laughs> I do remember him. Yeah. He was big. He was only there for like two years because he was old, right? Yeah. 
I do remember him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not huge on small dogs. Me either. There's a couple people in my building that have small dogs, mm-hmm. and they take them out to go poo right outside of our window, and I literally just want to drop kick them. <laughs> like, they bark and yap all the time. Mm-hmm. They stink. Like, they're f- overweight, and they're just ugly. I just want to... I, I do not promote animal abuse at all. <laughs> at all. And I would never actually drop kick a dog. <laughs> but, like... For legal reasons, we have to say that. Yes. And for ethical reasons, like, I, I swear to God, I would never do that. But, like, they're just so annoying. Yeah. I don't like small dogs. I think once they get to, like, knee height, they're okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I could do, like, a Cocker Spaniel. Like, Cocker Spaniel is about, like, a mid-size, good-sized dog for me. Yeah. Like, that's about as small as I would go. Yeah. And clearly, I would go all the way up to a freaking horse for a dog. So. <laughs> yeah. Or a horse. <laughs> or a horse. Actually, no, I don't think I'd want to own a horse. I want to ride one, but I don't want to own one. Yeah. They live a really long time, too. That's, like, a commitment. <laughs> That's true. Dogs are commitments too, don't get me wrong. But like <laughs> horses need a lot of work for a long time. Yeah. And also when a medical emergency happens with a horse, <laughs> like you have to call someone and they come to you and that shit's expensive. Like you, equine doctors are expensive, yo. Like, no way. Okay, back to dogs. <laughs> I used to house sit for uh, the VP of Student Success for mm-hmm. LCC, and her I met that dog, dog was a German short hair pointer, and he was so cute. What was his name? Do you remember? Nope. Met him once. Oh, God. It wasn't Trigger. It wasn't Aspen. I don't remember what his name was. He was, like, my first introduction to that breed, and I just love them. And the more <laughs> that I've researched that specific breed, the more I'm like, oh, they're actually all smart. It wasn't just him. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was a sweetie. Uh, so I'm considering getting one of those when we get a house. I'm also considering a Labradoodle. Counterpoint, adopt. Well, yes. <laughs> I would not actually buy from a breeder. Okay. Like, these would all be, like... Good. Rescues. I'll fly but there you put and in slap request. you. No. We can put in requests to rescues and stuff if they get, like, dogs in. Yeah. Like, specific dogs yeah, I mean, to contact you. Just, like, Google breed and rescue. I'm sure yeah. you'll be able to find one. I use Pet Finder a lot, and I only look at shelters and rescues. Yeah. And dogs make me happy. They're fun. I like them. Those are my favorite breeds. I don't have a dog right now because we live in a tiny thimble of an apartment. Mm-hmm. But there is a lady that lives down the street who does have two dogs. One is a Malamute and one is a little Shiba Inu. Yeah. And the Shiba's name is Kaya and the Malamute's name is Atreyu. And my window or my apartment is the only one Atreyu has ever stopped and like said hi to every single day of its life. <laughs> Before I moved in, the dog would just like walk by and then like I would have the window open, be sitting by the window or whatever. And he would just like stop and say hi and poke his little <laughs> head in and I would pet him. But now that we put screens up, he just whines. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, arr, arr. and then like even when the window is closed and I'm not home or I'm not like visible, he like sniffs the window and whines. And then goes on his merry way. It's like, hi, Trey. <laughs> Good to see you, buddy. Nice. It's so cute. It's like having my own dogs. The benefit of having a, my own dogs without having to, like, take care of the poo. Yeah. <laughs> That's really my biggest issue with having a dog is the poo. Yeah. Also, you live in a small apartment, so. Well, I mean, in general. Yeah. Issues with dogs. That's the only issue I have with the dog is the poo. Yep. <laughs> also, their pee doesn't even stink like cat pee either. Like, it's really just the poo. Like, <laughs> That's what I have a problem with. All right. What's your second topic? My second topic is documentaries. Okay. Like? Like, I just like documentaries. On TV? On anywhere. (laughs) Same. Okay. So. On anywhere. (laughs) On anywhere. Documentaries are technically defined as non-fictional motion pictures intended to document reality primarily for instruction, education, or to maintain historical record. Sounds fun. I like docs, too. (laughs) The older I've gotten, the more I like documentaries. Yeah. Definitely. So when they first started out, they were like less than a minute long. The first documentaries were actually 
single shot moments. So like a train pulling into the station or like just stuff like that because they were so limited in their abilities because it was like 18 something. Yes. (laughs) And they, that's all they could do. It was less than a minute of film. (laughs) It then turned into, okay, so long, have you? Probably not. But did you know that there was another Moana? No. Yes. It was filmed in 1926 because Moana is a story that has been around for a long time. Disney didn't make her up. Oh. (laughs) Documentaries turned into staged stories presented as truthful reenactments. So like Moana and something about Nanook. Love love of Nanook or something. Basically, it was just staged reenactments of things, which is what I call acting. Right? Not a documentary? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't really... There are several different kinds of film that could be considered documentary and have been considered documentary throughout history. But the way we do it now is cinema verite, which came about in the 1960s. But I'll get there. I'm not... I'm in 1926 still. <laughs> <laughs> That's... That's a long history. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of battle footage from the early early 20th century is actually staged. So if you see footage of like World War One, that didn't happen. <laughs> like a, a photographer showed up later and was like, hey, I need you guys to act this out again. <laughs> just pretend that you're still <laughs> Remind fighting. Remind me what this looks like. Exactly. Because, I mean, you can't just have someone constantly rolling. That would be incredibly expensive. <laughs> Nowadays, it wouldn't matter because things are constantly... Exactly. They anyways, but talk, back then... No, yeah, I mean, they brought that up in, like, once, you know, handheld camcorders. They started sending over during, like, Desert Storm and stuff. They would just send camcorders over and be like, hey, document stuff. All the time. Yeah. The In the 20s through the 40s, propagandist tradition started popping up with, like, the Nazis and everyone who were trying to <laughs> recruit people to their side. So, you know, just make a film about how we're pretty great and that's also a documentary i'm like that's not a documentary it's propaganda it's a propaganda film it's also staged <laughs> it's fake it's not real exactly fits the time though it, yeah so it has become increasingly successful in theatrical release with films like fahrenheit 911 there's a dash in it i don't know how to say it fahrenheit 911 yeah super size me food inc earth march of the penguins religious and an inconvenient truth are all Pretty broad and widely known documentaries that I have not seen one of. I've seen a handful of those, actually. I have seen parts of Super Size Me, but I think there are more compelling things that Morgan Spurlock has done with his career that are just more interesting to me. Right, like, I feel like it's widely known that McDonald's is not good for you and what will happen to you if you eat it on a regular basis. Yeah, exactly. Like, he didn't need to put himself in harm's way in order to prove that point. Yeah. I've seen that whole thing, and it was just ridiculous to me. Yeah. I watched part of it, and I'm like, yeah, we know. I watched The Inconvenient Truth when I was really young yeah. with my parents. They just released a sequel to that recently. Oh. An Inconvenient Sequel, uh, I think is what it's called. <laughs> or something like that, but... Lovely. Yeah, yeah they updated Real creative. it. Well, they updated it because there are more climate change deniers, so it <laughs> didn't work the first time. Climate change deniers, flat earthers, and... Yeah. I will stop there. Yeah. So in the (laughs) 1960s, with Vietnam and all of the, like, anti-war, free love, all of that, came about Cinema Verite, which was started in France with New new Wave Film, which is, it was mostly, like, day in the life, like, hey, we're just going to go out and, like, film stuff, which is more how we see it. If you say the word documentary, that's more how we see it today. 
<laughs> yeah, you just go out and film in its natural environment. Exactly. Like you document what's happening. Right. You can not have like staging it, like the interviews and stuff, but like it's not staged necessary usually. Okay. It might be prompted, but it's not staged. Yeah. Exactly. So my favorite documentarian is Louis Theroux. Do you know that name? No. Okay. He is British and he got his TV start. He was a journalist. He got his TV start on Michael Moore's TV Nation. Okay. In, I think, the late 90s, early 2000s. After that ended, he had his own series. He's had several. He's British, so most of it is BBC release. But he had his own series called Weird Weekends, where he would go and spend time in subcultures such as survivalists, black nationalists, white supremacists, and porn stars. I did not see the show, but I did read the book that he wrote more recently, and where he like he went back and re- revisited some of the people that he spent time with for Weird Weekends, uh, just to like give some updates and see how their lives have changed, if they've changed. That would be kind of fun to watch. Yeah. Like... The beginning and this like the sequel yeah well so he also so like the the porn one right in order for them to let him do it he had to like guest star in one of their porns <laughs> so he plays a park <laughs> ranger in one Conditional. of them yeah so he there's just like louis as a like fake park ranger in some porno <laughs> love that yeah he did the same thing for he did one for infomercials and he plays like a delivery guy in some infomercial That's a fun job. He takes his work very seriously, which is why that's surprising. Because, like, he doesn't... He's not, like, a charismatic lead, I would say. I think he's very compelling, and I like his work. My introduction to him was something that... Some special that he did on the Westboro Baptist Church. So, like, he's not afraid to go ask questions. That is pretty... I feel like that would be really intense, especially that... It is. ...specific topic. And also... They don't want, they, they, you can't change their mind and they don't necessarily want to change your mind. So so you're never going to get anywhere with them. But he did find one of the daughters, I believe her name was Megan, was, she always seemed like she could be on the verge of like leaving. So she was the one, if he ever had like any real questions, he would just talk to her because he knew that she would give him answers so there's like insight actual insight yeah exactly so there's a i mean you know them they're the people who protest funerals of all kinds of people mostly soldiers anybody they're the fucking worst that has to do with military or police or or anything anyone on the front lines or or actual gay people (laughs) they're the fucking worst yeah but they're on there it's louie and the daughter i believe her name is megan and a cameraman are the only people in the car. They're on their way to some sort of protest. They're talking and he asked her, he's like, or she's talking about, you know, this is what the Bible says. This is what we believe. And he asked her, I have a child out of wedlock. Am I going to hell? And she looks at him and she says, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what the Bible says about that. I know that if it were extramarital, absolutely. But you're just not married. So I don't know. I'm like, wow, <laughs> what? A moment for this Westboro girl to have. For real. It's cool. It always makes me wonder that the people in those... I'm going to call them cults because really that's what they are. In those cults don't question any of it. Yeah. I kind of feel the same with the way that religion was pushed on me. Mm -hmm. Same. And I, I almost identify with some of these people just because I know the mental capacity and the courage it takes to think outside of the box. And like you said, what a moment for her to have that breakthrough in the car with him. And maybe it wasn't even a breakthrough. Maybe it's something she thought about and already knew before, but to say it 
on camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the documentary is pretty ballsy. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But I always wonder, like, do they all just do it as they're told or do they mm-hmm. do people they have their actually... own church in their house and that's where the children go that's where they go to school that's all they know but okay so in louis book uh the call of the weird which is his update after weird weekends where he went back and met with some of the people that he stayed with before he has this quote that i really <laughs> i really like but people don't change their beliefs easily even when their deepest convictions are challenged by the failure of the world to end for example they continue on their way sticking to their old routine they get back on their weird bikes and ride again. I love that. I just like the weird bikes. <laughs> they get back on their weird that bikes and ride so, again. Because it's all freaking relatable. So he's, you know, having all these reflections on, it's like 10 years later at least. And now I'm yeah. back here. And most of these people are still doing the same thing. <laughs> like the, you know, the preppers. They're all the preppers. Still <laughs> They're still prepping. prepping. Even though the end didn't come when they thought it would. That whole premise weirds me out yeah of prepping i get like having an emergency supply i get having candles i get having batteries i get having shelf stable items i get having like prepared buckets yeah but to like go full out and build bunkers in your back 40 acres like no way yeah like that is wild yeah yeah so i really like louis he had a documentary that came out in 2016 called my scientology movie it's really good if you're interested in getting any kind of glimpse into scientology no matter how small because obviously they don't want him there like they have footage of people following him like they were at one point they were driving around the city just trying to get like b-roll of him just like driving around the city and you can see Mm -hmm. the same black suv for like the entire time (laughs) it's insane weird it gets scary but that one's really good some non-louis docus that i like i mean everyone's into tiger king right now it's a docuseries i'm not necessarily interested in it (laughs) i still haven't watched it i watched it i liked it i know because it raised animal awareness i didn't like it because of the gross factor but yeah all aspects of that um my favorite thing to do is to get stoned and watch planet earth yeah I have not watched Planet Earth. All-time favorite. What? I have not watched Planet Earth. It's real good. <laughs> That's what I hear. You should watch it. Eh. Real good. I'm not huge into, like, na- nature documentaries. I'm more I of the I'm people stoned, side. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck every other documentary until you watch Three Identical Strangers, <laughs> because it's the best. It's so good. Okay. Right now, I am three episodes into McMillionaires, and Doug Matthews is the best FBI agent there ever was. <laughs> He's okay. What's that about? So it's an HBO series. I don't pay for the HBO add on on my Hulu, but I think that during the whole quarantine thing, they're just giving all the add ons for free. So I I get to watch it. That makes sense because we have the tennis channel and we don't normally get the tennis channel. (laughs) Yeah. So it's about the McDonald's monopoly scandal like there there was like the mob got involved with it. Like they had someone at the security place who was stealing the tokens and it's a whole it's very involved but just watch it for doug's commentary because he's great (laughs) apparently to the first briefing meeting they did with mcdonald's like corporate he wore a gold suit he's like i look like a french fry and they're like doug get the fuck out of here Like the like the head FBI guy was so mad, but also he really wanted to go undercover. <laughs> and they're like, 
we don't have anywhere to put you to be undercover. And so he would just walk by people's offices and like lean in and be like, undercover, and then walk away. <laughs> he really <laughs> wanted to do it. <laughs> they finally, he finally got his chance. I will have to watch that. It's called McMillionaires. McMillionaires. I'm going to watch that because yeah. that's fascinating. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I like people documentaries. There's one that I watched that was really sad called Rich Hill. And it's basically the town we grew up in, but in the Midwest. Okay. And it's just following these three, like, junior high, young high school boys. And it's really sad. That doesn't it's surprise basically me. basically the town we grew up in. <laughs> and just that's these... depressing. And I don't know that I want to watch that. Yeah. I probably won't. Yeah. It's sad. I wouldn't watch it. I liked the Mr. Rogers one. Ooh, I need to watch that too. I saw that in theaters. I saw Three Identical Strangers in theaters because those were when I lived in LA and that was just always, <laughs> there are always documentaries in the theater out there. I just really like documentaries. I like docuseries. I like reality TV and documentaries are just the long form version of reality TV. So it's really interesting that documentaries are my favorite type of movie. Mm -hmm. I don't like movies, but if I was, they would be a documentary. Yeah. I am not a movie person because I don't want to sit down and watch that. But so many things happen over the course of a documentary, usually. Like, I, I personally think that Three Identical Strangers has three identifiable stages in that film. And they mm -hmm. are, once you get to the end, you're like, how did we get here from where we started? Because this is <laughs> wild. It's just like, okay. if you watch, yeah, if you watch like a rom-com, it's like, oh, they met and then they had a fight and now they're married. Exactly. But documentaries cover so much ground that it's like, what's going on? And it's like real life stuff too. Yeah. It's applicable. And I think that's interesting. Exactly. I mean, there's a reason truth is stranger than fiction is, is the saying. Right. Yeah, for real. Well, you've enlightened me on all the cool documentaries, so now I have a shit ton of things to watch this next yeah, week. Yeah, dude, if you need a documentary, wreck, just ask me. I'll let you know. I will keep that in mind. But don't watch any of them until you watch <laughs> Three Identical Strangers. Three Identical Strangers. It's so good. I am going to go ahead and go finish McMillionaires because it's almost eight o'clock and I want to watch it. I need to know what happens. Go for it. I have yet to have dinner, so I'm oh, going to go do that. Same. I need to eat food. I had like two cherry tomatoes before we started this. <laughs> That's it. Yes. The clinking in the beginning was Stefan making dinner and it has gone silent because he has made dinner, <laughs> eaten, and put his dishes away. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope you... So I'm going to go take partake in some of that food. <laughs> I hope you enjoy your food. Thanks, friend. All right. So you can go ahead and follow us on SoundCloud. Give us a comment on this episode. Let us know what your favorite documentary is. I don't know. Do you like Louis Theroux? Maybe go check him out. And, you know, like this episode. Subscribe to us on iTunes Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Apple You're Podcasts. Right. <laughs> Give us a rate and a stars. <laughs> Give us a five star and a comment. <laughs> I don't remember. Go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Yes Dude Podcast. Is there anything else? I don't think so. Next time I talk to you guys, I will be a college graduate. Yay! Happy almost Cinco de Mayo. Bye. Bye. <laughs>